Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I am recording from the beautiful state of Tennessee. And God has been so good and blessed me with this vacation with my bestie, Anna, and her family. So we have just been enjoying boat rides and laying out in the sun and really good food, which has been amazing. And I have been literally obsessed with Dr. Pepper cream soda. I don't know what it is because I have never liked Dr. Pepper, but thanks to my friend Tammy, shout out Tammy if you're listening. I had a Dr. Pepper cream soda when I was with her a few weeks ago and now I'm kind of like addicted to them. So y'all can be praying for me. They're so good. So just been enjoying just being with the Lord and just getting refreshed and refueled this week. I've been reading a really good book, which I posted on my Instagram story. You guys may have seen that. It is called Super Added by Hosanna Wong. If you are not familiar with her, she also goes by like the pen name Hosanna Poetry, and she has amazing content. I encourage you to look her up on Spotify. She has incredible spoken word poetry. She's just been a huge inspiration and encouragement in my own life. And so love her. I'm excited to actually be able to sit and read this book. I've had it for a few years and I'm like, you know what? This is the one I'm taking on vacation with me. So I'm going to share a little bit of that with you and just, just relaxing this week, which is something I think in our 100 mile an hour, busy, busy culture that we forget to do. We forget how important it is to rest and refuel and take time to just be still, which is so hard for me. And I love the scripture that says, be still and know that I am God. And and that that in its original context means to cease striving. It doesn't mean just sit and do nothing. It means cease striving. And it's so easy to live by applause and accolades and things. But the reality is we need to just be in rhythm with God. We need to be in step with him and what he's calling us to in whatever season of life we're in. And so this has been a very crazy season for me personally and just a lot of change over the last year, year and a half in my life. And I'm just so thankful for a God who goes before us into every new season. I'm thankful that as I'm stepping into new things in ministry and life that he's already gone ahead of me, that I just have to follow in his footsteps. There's a scripture in Psalms that I love and it says that he will make his footsteps our pathway. And so I love that imagery of like, I'm just going where he calls me to. I'm just doing what he calls me to. And I'm so excited because I have so many conferences and events coming up between now and the end of the year and just amazed at how good God is with like kingdom connections specifically and just the the people that I've met this year that he's called me to run with and do events with. And I'm just so excited for what he is doing. So be sure to check out that on journeywithjanice.com. I have all my events listed on there and I have a few more in the works that are not listed yet. So you'll have to make sure you drop back by on there and, and just check those out and come if you're able to. I would absolutely love that. So I have some comedy shows coming up, women's conferences and different things. So I'm just excited for every door that God opens, for every opportunity he gives me. And I know he had, he had shared with me like 
the Lord had spoke to my heart a few years ago when I stepped out into ministry, like, don't try to open doors for yourself. Let me open them for you. And one that did take some pressure off, but also it was like, okay, he knew he needed to speak that to my heart because I'm very much like a type A personality, but I think I'm more of like a lowercase a because I know some people that are type A and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm that dramatic with, with my type A, but I very much am like, I like to get things done. I love setting and accomplishing goals. Like that's just just how I'm wired. And so I'm so thankful that he did that so that I wasn't exhausting myself trying to make things happen that were never in his will for me and never on his heart for me. So I just love navigating life with the Lord. And I'm so thankful that he shows us of things to come. The Bible says that Holy Spirit shows us of things to come, that he prepares us now for what he's preparing for us in the future. And so what was just stirring in my heart, I just got off a boat ride and actually my friends went back out on another boat ride and I was like, I'm going to tuck away in the room for a little bit and record a podcast because I had some, some things stirring in my heart to release, which I'm super excited about because like my last three or four episodes have been interviews, which if you haven't heard them, go back and check them out. I had some amazing people on the podcast and I have some amazing interviews coming up that I'm really excited about too. But I've had interviews, so I haven't really like sat down and recorded a podcast by myself for a while. And while we were out on the boat, I just had something stirring in my heart and in my spirit to release. So they went back out on the boat and I'm like, I'm just going to tuck away for a little bit and record for this week's episode. And what was just stirring the, the phrase that was just stirring in my spirit over and over again is better than that better than that. And my favorite scripture is Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. Cause right. We got to remember that his power, the resurrection power, the dunamis power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us, which is so fascinating and overwhelming and just such a good thing to remind ourselves that his his power is at work within us. It says to him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. And so everything we do in life, everything is for his glory. And but I love the front part of that scripture. I love the whole thing. I just love the whole word of God. But I love the front part of that scripture that says he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think or imagine. And I have told the Lord so many times, Lord, if you are going to do above what I ask, think, or imagine, then I'm going to ask, think, and imagine really big. And if you know me at all, I kind of have a crazy imagination. Like I love dreaming with the Lord and vision casting. And and I love the scripture in Habakkuk too that says to write the vision, make it plain. And so I have so many just, just visions when I'm sitting with the Lord and in prayer, just writing things out, just goals and, and things that he's put on my heart to do. But I love he wants to do even better than that. And what was really stirring in my spirit today is how drastically we underestimate his goodness and the plans he has for us and how sometimes we miss out. I really believe we miss out on the blessings and the good things God has for us because we just don't believe that we're worthy of it. We don't believe that his heart is as good as it is, that his hand is outstretched toward us with good things. We know that the Bible says that every good and perfect thing comes from him. And the scripture in James that always lands in my spirit is you have not because you ask not. And how often are we living beneath his best for us simply because we're not asking? And I want to tell you that it is not wrong to ask. In the book of Matthew, it says to ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. And I taught on that at the coffee shop that I love to go to. Shout out Refuge Coffee House. You guys should check that place out if you're ever in Southwest Michigan area. But they um, they do like worship nights every month. And so 
last fall I had the honor and privilege of being able to be the guest speaker for one of the nights and the Lord really put on my heart to dig into those scriptures in Matthew and to teach on them. And so the persistence that is in those scriptures, like the root words of those scriptures, like it's a continual thing. It's not like an ask once, seek once, knock once. No, it's like a persistence. And what I love is the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we have to know that that doesn't mean that he's going to give you everything you want. It means that as you are delighting in him and you are living your life hidden in Christ as we're called to, as you're living your life with him, that naturally your heart's desires are going to begin to conform to his. And that's the beautiful thing. So then we know when we're praying, Lord, what is your will? Have your way in my life. And staying in a continual state of surrender, that's the season I feel like I'm in. If you could stamp this season in my life, I feel like it would be called surrender. Because I will pray and I'm like, Lord, I surrender it to you. Because I never want to be in a place where I put the blessings above him, where I covet the promise more than the promise maker, more than the one who keeps his promises. I always want him to be my number one, because he's he's our first love. He is everything. He is eternal. And so whether we get what we want in this life or not, it really doesn't matter because ultimately eternal life is what matters. And we know in Colossians, it tells us, set your mind on things above, set your heart on things above. That's your, that's your attention and your affections, your mind, your attention. What are you dwelling on? Your affections, your heart. What do you desire? Keep those perspectives eternal, eternally focused and fixed. And so that's so important, but we can know that he does have good things for us. And so as we stay in that constant state of surrender and saying, God, have your way, have your way in my life. And even this week for me, as I've been in Tennessee, if you know me really well, and I probably have mentioned it in the past, if you don't, but I have have been pretty open about my desire to live in Tennessee. That is a desire that I had for a few years and the Lord really has put on my heart over the last probably six months that that's not his will for me. And so even this trip, it's been amazing and relaxing, refreshing and refueling. But for me, it really was also a trip of letting go, of letting go of that desire I even had this little picture made on Etsy and it's a and it's a really pretty watercolored picture. It's Michigan, which is where I'm from, and then the state of Tennessee and it has like dot dot dots connecting to each other with hearts in both. And so tonight I'm actually going to be burning that in the fire and just like as symbolism, I guess, of letting go of that desire. And to be honest, my heart's already detached from that desire. I don't desire to live here anymore. I think that Tennessee is going to be like an oasis for me and like a retreat place, a place for me to like maybe sabbatical or, or to come down on vacations, things like that. Like I love Tennessee, love the mountains, but I have no desire to live here at all anymore. But I felt like I needed to get rid of that as just my own declaration and really just like a symbolism of surrender for me in the season of life God has me in. And so this season, this season and this, this trip specifically has been a time of release and letting go. But what I love is that whatever God has planned for me is going to be even better than what I surrendered. And I think that that's what we forget sometimes. We forget that the very best that we could dream up for ourselves doesn't even compare to what God has for us because he is a good God. He's a generous God. He's a kind and compassionate, full of mercy every morning, new mercies kind of God. And so that is... 
that is just kind of what he's teaching my heart this week that I want to share with you. And so that whole phrase that was stirring in my spirit better than that. It's like, okay, Lord, if I thought like Tennessee and being here and all these ideas and aspirations that I had was like the best, I can only imagine what you have for me and that it's going to be even better than that. And I love I love the word of God. <laughs> I love the Bible. And I pray that you do too, that if you have access to the word of God, that God would infuse your heart with the love for his word, because there are so many brothers and sisters in Christ across the world who don't have access to it, who are literally giving their life for the word of God and would give their life to have access to the word of God or are giving their lives to distribute the word of God. And so it's something that I never want to take for granted that in America, I have access to the Word of God, and I can literally flip my phone open anytime, read the Word of God. I can have it read to me. I have so many copies of the Bible in my home, and I don't want them to just be <laughs> landmarks in my home. Like I want them to be, I want them to be opened and read. And so I have my little pink Bible open here on the couch beside me, and I just love the Bible. And in the Book of John, chapter ten, verse ten, it says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I think that that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. The enemy never comes to do anything good. It's always destructive. His MO, everything he does is to steal, kill, and destroy. But I love the second part of that verse. And what God really was impressing on my spirit is that we focus so much sometimes on what the enemy does. And I think that we need to not be ignorant of, of him and that he's real and that he wrecks havoc every chance he can get. And we know the Bible says, like, I'm, we're not going to be ignorant of the devil's devices. Like, we know he has the same play. He does the same plays. He just recycles his moves. He's nothing. He cannot come up with anything new. So he is just who he is. So we know he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But to give more focus on the second part of that verse, which says, but I, and this is Jesus talking, have come to give life and life more abundantly. And so God's desire for us is an abundant life. And I think when we hear that word abundant, we automatically think material. But I'm telling you, some of the some of the like financially poorest people in the world are the most abundant because they are filled with what God has that the world is craving, and that's peace and joy and righteousness. We know the Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. And so what do we have as believers, or if you're not a believer, what does God offer when he says, I've come to give abundant life? That's what it is. It's the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like what God has to give us doesn't even compare to what the world has for us. And so the Bible tells us, do not love the world or anything in it. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Like we have to, again, be eternally focused, fixed on him and in love with him and enamored with him and just living our lives surrendered to him and knowing that what he has for us is so much better. And so in this book I'm reading that I mentioned earlier, it it defines the word abundant that's in that scripture in John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. So the Greek word for that word is parisos. I may not be pronouncing that right, but that's what it says, parisos. And it means greater, excessive, abundant beyond what is anticipated, exceeding expectation, going past the expected limit, more than enough, 
over and above more than is necessary and super added, which I love because this book is called Super Added. And so I, I love that. It's beyond what's anticipated. And I think so many times we set ourselves up mentally for failure because we're so used to disappointment. And I feel like that is just me confessing that to the world too because there's so many times that I just don't want to get my hopes up because I'm so used to disappointment. I'm so used to things just, you know, plans not happening and, and things not going the way I thought they would. I've had so many stories that I could probably talk about for five hours that I'm not going to of times where I've just been utterly disappointed. And then now looking back, I see God's grace in all of it and how like, okay, maybe you were momentarily disappointed, but I'm sparing you from a lifetime of disappointment. And that's what the Lord has spoken to my heart so many times because I've had times where I'm like, I really thought this was going to happen. I was excited about it, whatever. And I was so disappointed. And the Lord said that to me. And I, I, I remember, I'm remembering one instance specifically that I was just really upset about something. And he said, I know that you're disappointed in the moment, but I'm sparing you from a lifetime of disappointment. And I was like, thank you, God, that you know the end from the beginning. And even through the tears and even through the frustrations and the disappointment and the doubt at times, God, I trust you. I trust that your heart for me is good and that you know what's best for me. And I'm going to choose to trust you with all of my heart and not lean on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge you in all my ways and let you direct my path. And that's really what I want. So even in, in those moments of frustration, of trusting that his heart for us is good and his plans are only ever good, but we have such limited limited mindsets and limited sight like so I (laughs) I'm just so thankful again for the word of God there's a scripture in Psalms that says return to your stronghold you prisoners of hope and I don't know where that's at because I just it literally just came up in my spirit but I love that scripture you can google it return to your stronghold you prisoners of hope and I think so many times we end up in enemy strongholds of hope deferred disappointment discouragement God has to remind us, hey, how about you go back to your stronghold of hope? Because it's time to hope again. It's time to believe again. It's time to trust that his heart for us is good. And it doesn't matter how much disappointment we faced in the past, how much rejection we faced in the past, whatever. Like today is a new day. Today is a new day. And I love starting my morning saying, God, I thank you that today is a new day full of your new mercies. This is the day you've made, God, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it and believe again that God has good things because anytime something doesn't go the way that we wanted it to or desired it to, we can really trust if we're surrendered to him that it is for our best. And so that's just where my heart's at in this season of life of just really trusting him, leaning into him more and more because I want to be someone who's continually growing in my faith, who's continually conforming to the pattern of the image of Christ, that I look more like Jesus today than I did 17, 18 years ago when I gave my heart to him because I'm continually becoming more like him. And that only comes by being transformed by the renewing of our mind, Romans 12, 2, by the word of God, by his word and his presence. Those are the two most powerful things in this world are the word of God and the presence of God. Because when you encounter him, when you encounter his love, it will change you forever. And so that's my encouragement to you. Get into the word of God like never before. If you have a hard time being in the word of God, ask him, God, I ask you, and this is the word of God. I love praying the scriptures and I believe it's in Ephesians, but it says, 
to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. So praying over yourself, praying against distractions while you're in the word. God, help me to understand. Holy Spirit, help me to understand the word of God as I'm getting into your word. Help me to desire it more than anything else because it's so easy to be distracted. We'll spend hours scrolling on social media like it's nothing, but then to be in the word of God for five minutes sometimes feels like forever. I get it. So praying against those distractions and cutting out time for it because we're, we're only going to do the things we make time for. And it's so easy to get to the end of the day and be like, wow, I didn't even like read the Bible today. But if you set aside time, I'm going to get up 10 minutes earlier or I'm going to take my Bible to work and I'm going to read it on my break. Whatever that looks like. I remember when I first started working, I had a little smock because I worked at a at a um, hardware store. I don't know why I went blank there for a second, but I worked at a hardware store. I had a little smock. And so I'd tuck a little Bible in it, a little Gideon Bible. And when I had downtime, I would just open it and just even find one scripture to meditate on. Sometimes it's quali- most, it's always quality over quantity. Because if you read 10 chapters of the Bible, but you don't really, you know, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. I don't think that the word of God ever returns void. So as you're reading it, it's doing something, but I would rather have a scripture or two that I'm meditating on and really letting that seed into my heart so that it can take root in my heart than to read 10 chapters and be like, I don't even know what I just read. So take those times to, to read the word of God. I love the YouVersion Bible app. There are daily scriptures on there. So you can start your day by just doing that. I get email devotionals that I read every morning. They're just quick little things so that immediately when I wake up, my mind is being fixed on the Lord before anything else. And so I love reading those email devotionals, getting my mind going in the right place, starting my day out, just seeking him, praying, acknowledging him. And that doesn't have to look like 45 minutes on my face before the Lord. I mean, there's times for that too, but it's just acknowledging him throughout the day (coughs) and in the morning. Y'all can pray for me because I have been having a crazy little cough here, but I'm getting over it and I'm healed in Jesus name. So, but just acknowledging him in the morning, first thing like, thank you God for another day. I can't wait to see what you have in store for my day. Lord, just be with me, putting on the full armor of God, pleading the blood of Jesus over yourself. Just walking in step with him saying, God, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in my life today. And being in that place of surrender as soon as you wake up and then just seeking him. And I love that God is not a cookie cutter God and our relationship with him is not cookie cutter. And so I think sometimes it's easy to make a list. Okay. So what do I need to do to be a quote unquote Christian? I need to wake up. I need to pray. I need to do this. I need to read this many scriptures. I need to watch a sermon. I need to go to church. I need to do this and that. But the reality is just do those things because you love him. Not because you have to do those things because you desire him. You want to know him more and don't get into a rut. That is, I don't know. That's just on my heart to say to somebody today, don't get in a rut where it just becomes a monotonous ritualistic relationship. Seeking him, keep pursuing him. Know that he is faithful. He is for you and he has good things for your life. And whatever you have desired in your life, keep it surrendered to him. And that's how I always want to be with the Lord. My my palms are wide open to him. Lord, this is my desire. If it's your will for me, breathe your breath on it. But if it's not, take it from my hands and remove that desire from my heart because I don't want to desire or chase after anything that he has not put his yes on. And that's hard. It's hard when you really want something or you really desire something to keep it surrendered to him. I'm going to go ahead 
and close out this podcast in prayer and just pray over you guys. Um, I think I need to give my voice a break and uh, maybe take a little nap. So I would love to connect with you on social media at The Journey with Janice. Again, you guys can check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. I have books and podcasts and blogs and all of those fun things. So you guys can check those out on there. And I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you that you have come to give us abundant life. God, I thank you that you made a way for us at the cross to know you, to be reconciled to you, God, to live a life that is free from condemnation, that's free from shame. Lord, I pray, God, that we would only be captivated by hope and faith and trust in you. God, I pray over every listener, Lord, if they have strongholds in their hearts and minds, Lord, that you would completely eradicate those things. God, that that they would just be enamored with you. God, that their hearts and focus would be fixed on you, the author and perfecter of our faith. God, I speak life and blessings over every listener. God, I pray that you would give us a stronger love for your word and your truth. God, I pray that we would walk according to your truth, that we would walk according to your spirit and not the flesh. God, I pray that if there is any love for the world in us, God, that you would completely uproot that out of us. God, that we would be so in love with you and surrendered to you. I declare your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.